Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 302. There are a million different ways for an enthusiast to become part of the industry, and uh, it's a blast. And uh, you'll all of a sudden realize that there are a bunch of people just like you. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Michael Harley. Michael, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm one, of, one better than that. I've got an open-face helmet, I've got my Hans device on, and I've got a five-point harness. I'm ready to go. Well, I sure hope we don't need that Hans device in that harness. I'll do my best to keep it on the road and, and not go into any walls here, okay? <laughs> no, that's not good. I wore the open face so I could actually talk to the microphone. Awesome. Well, you're very well prepared. I appreciate that. Michael Harley is the editor-in-chief and chief analyst at AutoWeb.com. AutoWeb is the first vehicle search engine with unique social sharing features that make searching for a car faster and more engaging. Prior to joining AutoWeb, Michael was the West Coast editor of Autoblog.com. His work has appeared in European Car, Excellence, and Panorama magazines, and he sits on the board of directors at the Motor Press Club, and his professional experience has offered him lots of seat time in some of the world's most exotic automobiles. Michael, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share some more about your career and your passion for automobiles? Of course, Mark. One thing that's most interesting is most readers and followers tend to think that every single automotive journalist started out as a journalism or an English major, (laughs) but uh, that was not the case in my situation. I was actually a political science pre-law major. Oh, my goodness. uh, I I went to university to be an attorney. And uh, right when I graduated, instead of going to law school, I joined a company with importing and exporting of gift and collectibles. Huh. Uh, we're talking things that I'm sure most of you haven't even heard about. We're talking Hummel, Yadro, Waterford, Porcelain, um, things like that. Yeah. About as far from the auto industry as you could possibly get. <laughs> and uh, it was very interesting. But over the next five or ten years, I ended up building up a fleet of nice cars in my garage. I had BMWs and Porsches and stuff like that. And, uh, of course, I joined the BMW car clubs and the Porsche car clubs. And I started writing just for fun as a hobby for these guys. You know, every one of these companies, they've got their own little newsletters, whether they're regional or national. And I was just, uh, in my spare time, um, I would write these little articles. And uh, as my luck would have it, I was, quote, unquote, discovered by someone <laughs> at J.D. Power. Cool. And uh, J.D. Power is a big um, company 
based in Southern California, that obviously is very influential in the uh, the consumer side of the industry. Yeah, they liked my writing, and they said, "Hey, we're looking for writers," and uh, they hired me, and I started doing some stuff for them. At the same time, the gift and collectible industry was collapsing because the internet was taking over, mm, and people yeah. could buy stuff direct. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I wrote for JD Power for about four or five years, and then out of boredom because a lot of that stuff was really behind the scenes work I reached out to Autoblog and Autoblog is one of the larger enthusiast sites right now on the internet and I started writing for them and worked for them for let's see almost seven or eight years and uh, then was approached by AutoWeb last fall and now I'm editor-in-chief and chief analyst at AutoWeb. Very cool well what a fun journey definitely and to go from selling no, no disrespect, dust collectors, <laughs> to, to uh, getting into the field of your passion, which is what Cars yeah is all about, people that have wrapped their passion for cars into their vocations. That's why I wanted to have you on the show. And for, of course, talk a little bit more about what you're doing there. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. It's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars yeah. So, Michael, you got your helmet on, your Hans device, take the wheel. I would probably say it's something along the lines of uh, never dismiss the value of a new handshake. Mm. And uh, what I mean by that is uh, throughout life, I mean, on a day-to-day basis, we're always meeting people and we're always around people we've never met. What I mean by that is always shake hands with someone new and different if you can, mm-hmm. whether it's someone you're introduced to from a friend, uh, a business meeting, a seminar, a party. I've even made really, really good friends by the seatmate next to you on an airplane in coach. Yeah. You never know when the person you're sitting next to and shake hands with uh, can change your life. They may be the first one to invest in your new idea, hire you for a new job, or, or they have a connection of a friend of a friend who can help you get where you want to go. Yes. So I've always made it a very important point to meet and shake hands with as many people as possible. You never want to underestimate uh, the value of an, an introduction. It's a great way to go through life, and you're right. I've met so many interesting people at events by just simply walking up and saying, hello, what do you do? And, you know, every day I do these shows here at Cars Yeah, and I get to shake hands, even though it's through the Internet a bit here with people like yourself. We've never met, but all of a sudden, here we are talking about your career and your passion for cars, and uh, I've made a new friend. So it's a great way to go through life. Very important, something I've tried to teach my kids growing up and it's uh, served them well as well as they get into their professional careers. Let's talk a little bit about your passion for cars. Could you tell us a story of when that passion was instigated, that pivotal moment in your life when you really knew that Michael was a car guy? Uh, let's see, probably started as a little tiny kid while I was playing with Matchbox cars. Um, <laughs> yep. And, and you know, my, my, my mechanic ability, my technical ability started when I started taking apart the cars. <laughs> and uh, my parents saw that as a big problem because I take apart all my toys and try to rig little lights in them and motors in them and things like that. <laughs> but uh, my first aha moment was probably in high school. Uh, I was hanging out with a buddy and we had to go over to his girlfriend's house and I vividly remember it was summer it was probably 85 degrees out and we're in shorts and flip-flops and uh, he said let's hang out front she's going to open the garage door and come out through the garage the two of us walked in front of the garage and the garage door opened up slowly and there was a beautiful black Porsche 911 race car and uh, and I remembered vividly it was jet black with a teal bluish color stripe like a Momo arrow that went from the hood all the way down the tail. And what was so unique 
was it was the very first time I'd ever seen a race car in person up close. Mm. And, uh, you know, every single day enthusiasts, we see cars that are driving down the street, but those are designed to be comfortable, fuel efficient, quiet. And here was something that was designed for one thing, and that was speed. And it blew my mind. And even, you know, talking about it right now, I could see it (laughs) as if it was sitting in, in my driveway right now. It was just one of those moments that I said, wow, look at, uh, and at that point, I subscribed car and driver, road track, motor trend, <laughs> automobile, auto week. And uh, my parents, to their dismay, I soon filled my closet and rooms and shelves with uh, car stuff. Buff bucks. Yeah. Buff bucks. Yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> Very cool. Well, that's neat. Well, we share a passion for Porsches, you and I. I know we both have turbos and love 911s. And uh, yeah, I think as that door was opening, all our listeners are going, what was it? What was it? What was behind that door? So <laughs> thanks for taking us there. What fun. I'd love to take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood here and ask you to share with us a huge challenge or or even better yet, a great failure that you've faced along the way in your career. The most important part of this, though, has to do with how did you overcome that situation? And even more important, what did you learn from it? Uh, The biggest hurdle um, in my career so far as an automotive journalist and, you know, someone who's managing writers is that I'm not a trained writer myself. And uh, instantly, people are always asking, you know, what's your degree in? You know, do you have a master's in English? But I don't. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are dozens of schools out there that turn out first-rate journalists, and these guys get internships at all the big magazines. And I came from a completely different background. I was uh, importing and exporting, and I soon found myself competing directly with these guys. And uh, my first mistake was to try to match everything they were doing mm-hmm. and uh, try to read their style of writing and write in the exact same style. But what really worked is when I finally took a step back and realized that reviewing cars is storytelling. Mm. Um, it's not investigative reporting. You know, and I'm a car enthusiast. I'm a guy who loves cars and loves to hear about cars. And I wanted to tell a story. And uh, it worked best when I told a story the way I wanted to read the story. And mm. uh, I would go back to when I was 17 years old. What do I want to hear about this car? And even today when I review you know, a brand new Pagani Waira, <laughs> I write the story as if, you know, what does the 18-year-old enthusiast want to read? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm not talking about trunk space. I'm not going to talk about ergonomics. I'm going to talk about what is it like to sit inside a carbon fiber piece of art with a, uh, you know, a, a turbocharged Mercedes-Benz engine that goes you know, 225 plus miles an hour. Sure. And uh, that's the story. I like to read, and that's a story I like to write. Well, I've had many editor-in-chiefs here on Cars, yeah, and and several of them have had similar stories. They didn't come from a writing background, English background, and uh, they had to find their own voice as well. And so I think that's the, the golden nugget here is when you're setting out to do anything in life, Find your own voice. Find your own way. You can certainly learn from those around you, but uh, you need to do it your way, your own unique way, and not try to copy anybody. So I think, was that the, the key lesson I, I heard you say? Exactly, exactly. And also, don't be afraid to step outside your comfort zone. I was in importing and exporting for years, and now look where I am. Yeah, yeah. Now and, you get to uh, play so, with cars. So if you went, yeah, if, if you went to school to be a, <laughs> a teacher, and you'd rather play with cars all day, you can do it. There you go. You can certainly do it. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share aha moment you had in your career. You talked about that aha moment as a car guy when you were a kid, but 
I'd love to hear about a time when I like to say the headlights come on and they illuminate your way for a new idea or a new direction that you had and tell us the steps you took to turn your aha moment into your success. Ah, uh, the aha moment when the xenon lights came on and uh, illuminated the road <laughs> far into the distance yep. would have been when I finally realized that I didn't have to be the general overall expert. People have this crazy idea that when you are going to be a mechanic, you need to know everything in the world about a car. When you're going to be a veterinarian, you need to be able to you know, rip, you know, fix and bring back to health every single animal out there. But the truth is, when you're an automotive journalist, you don't need to be a general expert. Uh, it's much better to be a specialist. Mm-hmm. You know, so what I started to do was focus on the high-end exotic cars. You know, that was going to be my niche. And it turned out to be very, very successful. And you look through the automotive industry, you've got people like uh, Mark Stylo, the engineer at Chevrolet, who was tasked with building the, the Z28, you know, an incredibly good chassis dynamics guy. Mm-hmm. Um, even the guy at your local paint shop who can expertly match color. He's a much better person and he can actually command more money um, because he has a specialty. Yeah. And uh, so my aha moment was realizing that you can actually specialize in a field and do much better than if you just become another generic you know, person. Yeah, very so. cool. Great idea. Great concept for those entrepreneurs out there listening to this show today. How about proudest moments in your career? I would assume you've had many, but is, is there one in particular you'd share with us that really stands out for you? Oh, believe it or not, it was most recently when I was asked to, to launch AutoWeb and to go through the industry dig through it and pick the ripest and best fruit on all the trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of guys out there and I was able to assemble a brilliant team of industry writers and launch the editorial pages where we could build it into something that the industry recognized as a leading brand. And as editor in chief, uh, you know, and being a chief analyst, people are actually now listening. I mean, I've been quoted in Wall Street Journal, USA Today, LA Times, Fortune Magazine. And uh, so it's that transition from being a journalist, you know, in a quiet environment to being one that's actually vocal and out there and in front of the public. Yeah. I still get a little welled up when even my brother <laughs> yesterday was at a, my brother yesterday was at a bike shop, a local bike shop buying a tube because he's going on a ride today. Uh-huh. And somebody, when he turned in his credit card, somebody said, Harley, are you related to that Michael Harley guy who had the red Hellcat? And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. So my brother called and says, wow, my brother's famous. Yeah. And uh, and that's that's the moment when you realize, wow, you know, I'm making a difference. Yes, uh, absolutely. Tell us a little bit more about AutoWeb. A lot of folks out there know of the site. They know what you guys are doing. But for those folks that aren't completely familiar, give us a little more than your 13-second elevator speech. Oh, let's see. AutoWeb is actually a bunch of different components. First and foremost, AutoWeb is a company that is designed to help consumers who are in market ready to buy a car find the right car. You can go on our configurator at autoweb.com and search for a car, obviously by brand, by make, by model. But you can also search by price. You could search by body style. You could just search for cars that only have uh, five-speed manual transmissions and rear-wheel drive. Uh, So it gives the consumer a lot of choices and allows you to compare cars side-by-side and see the differences. But we also have an editorial arm. And if you go down to the bottom of the page, you click on editorial, and you can see where the team I mentioned of experts, we've reviewed cars. And we review cars very subjectively. What that means is we have opinions, which is very important. (laughs) We're able to say, hey, you know, we like the Prius because of this, but we don't like it because it's an appliance. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Toyota. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, we want to have opinions, and it's very important to have opinions. So we go out of our way to make sure that when we read a story, uh, when you're done, you know the whether we like or dislike the car. And uh, that's what separates AutoWeb from the other sites. I think it's so important as a, a fellow car guy out here to be able to read those types of things. Because I read stories sometimes about cars, and you can kind of tell that the writer is kind of placating to the advertiser perhaps in that magazine or on that site and it's like well what did you really think you know, tell me what you really thought about it because if we're car guys at a car event or at a party and we're talking we're going to give our opinions you know i love that thing but you know what guys just something's not right about the seats it doesn't feel good when you sit down inside that vehicle so i really appreciate what you guys are doing there i think it's great it's wonderful what a tremendous resource so i appreciate you sharing that with us and talking about cars Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special car? And if you could share a memory that you have with that vehicle. Uh, my first really, uh, really fun car uh, is the car you mentioned a few minutes ago. I bought a 1986 Porsche 911 Turbo, which is <laughs> also known as a 930. Yep. And I bought this thing, I've had it 13 years now. Oh, at wow. The time, at the time, my son was just three years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now obviously he's 16. So he was a three-year-old kid. And how do you convince the wife that you want to go out and buy a 930 and the car seats don't fit? <laughs> and uh, so I especially would remember I modified a car seat just so it fit in a little tiny, I don't know if you've seen a, an 80s, an 80s 911 doesn't really have much of a back seat. So I modified a seat for my little uh, three-year-old son mm-hmm. and he rode in the back for the first two years. And then I actually modified and built a four-point harness for my son for the back seat <laughs> when he was five to about eight. Yeah. And then soon uh, I'd look over in the right seat, and my son would be there in a booster. Yeah. And uh, now he's 16. He just got his license, and I'm hoping that uh, I believe he's probably going to get the opportunity to drive the car within the next month or two. Very and cool. I will admit. I'm going to have to wear very dark sunglasses because I will be fighting off tears because it's one of those. You know, a car becomes a part of the family when you've had it that long. And it's something that I've, my kids have grown up watching me wrench on the car and work on the car and, uh, and ride in the car. And it'll, and it'll, be a, it'll be an emotional moment when my kids finally get to drive the car. Oh, fantastic. So I'm sitting here smiling because I did the same thing. I had a 74 911S that my daughter was first born when I had it and I had to retrofit a seat so we could put her in the back in those little jump seats and <laughs> my son learned how to drive a stick shift on my 72 911 S and uh, I have a 930 as well an 87 and he first time he drove that uh, I think he still has a smile on his face from driving that car so uh, yeah it's going to be a special day for you for sure and for your son as well it's it's oh, so yeah. cool I'm not going to tell him what it is he's it's going one day we're going to be driving and uh, I'm going to pull over and say hey it's your turn kiddo. yeah yeah just just remind him that turbo lag. It's a point-and-shoot car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It'll be a lot. We're going to go out to the Mojave Desert. It'll be a 12-mile straightaway. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Very wise. How about seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned that you let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? Uh, back in 2007, I bought a brand-new um, – I ordered from the factory a brand-new BMW E90 uh, 335, which was the – a uh, twin turbo inline six, one of their first turbocharged cars in, in recent days yeah. with a six speed manual transmission. I bought it brand new, modified it, chipped it up to about 350, nearly 400 horsepower. I was comfortable, fast, super reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of guys were having um, fuel pump issues, but mine escaped all that. And I sold it. And I, 
from the moment I sold it, I thought to myself, ah, I should have kept it. Yeah, it was just yeah. a really good looking sedan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm a guy that doesn't like, I'm not a huge car um, as far as <laughs> dimension. I'm not a large car guy. I'm more of a uh, three series than a five series guy. Yeah. And that thing, that little 335 was just a blast. Yeah. That BMW makes such, I've had, it makes such great cars. I've had many BMWs, all M3s. And I just love that car, the size. I had lunch with a friend of mine, uh, Chris, I know you're listening out there. He's an avid listener of cars, yeah. And I just love driving that car. It just does everything, but if you want to just cruise down the road and put a coffee in the cup holder, you can do that too. So uh, that's just the right size for me as well. It just fits me perfectly. How about current projects? Is there something you're working on there right now that really has you excited and fired up? i got a whole bunch of stuff we're working on right now. Um, the industry is changing so quickly. Just the way shoppers go out and research vehicles and buy vehicles and uh, time is of the essence right now and everything's about convenience and the dealer model is changing and uh, AutoWeb is working on some very creative ways to educate shoppers and streamline the entire buying process. Obviously, I can't really talk about it, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it's a lot of fun and a ton of work to work on this stuff. Yeah, but uh, it's exciting, and it's one of those things that you wake up every single day and you make these little strides, and all of a sudden you work on it. And you go, ah, that works well. Let's do it that way. Sure. And then you run it by a couple of family members, or you bring your 16-year-old kid into this process, and you say, what do you think of this? And he goes, Dad, you really need to change here because we have no attention span. Yes. And I go, ah, you're right. Let's take out that step. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of fun to build something, but it's almost like um, you know, inventing a new kind of cookie, mm-hmm. and you bake it, and you let someone sample it, and they give you the nod, or they, they their eyes cross and they tip over backwards. <laughs> so what you want to do is just keep tweaking and tweaking, and then when it's finally ready for release, you smile. And of course, the second you release it, you got to start working on the next version. Of course, because so. it becomes obsolete in a couple hours, yeah. it seems like. But uh, well, very exciting. We'll look forward to seeing those new changes coming along. Yeah, the internet is just, uh, talk about a rapid moving machine. uh, Moving target. Oh my goodness, it's just crazy. Here's a very introspective question for you, Michael. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Wow. Um, I've never been asked that. That's a a great question. You know, it's, uh, it's not so much about what you wish you were, it's how you perceive yourself. Yeah, you know, this. Uh, there's a bit of arrogance in this answer, and I'm going to come out and say a McLaren 650S. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and I've driven, I spent a lot of time in the 650S. I've driven the 458 Special. I've driven the Lamborghinis. I've driven all those cars. But the McLaren to me was this highly polished, uh, engineer-driven vehicle. Um, it has the uncanny ability that it can go down the road uh, at lightning fast speeds, uh, 3.8 liter twin turbo, 650 horsepower. It takes off like a shot. But at the same time, you get on the freeway and uh, it doesn't have normal traditional anti-roll bars, so it has an incredible ride. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is it's very adaptive. And uh, so it's an innovative vehicle. It's technically advanced, but it's very adaptable, and it's able to uh, perform well in just about every situation. But at the same time, it's able to run with the world's best and uh, most creative. And uh, that's the way I probably look at myself. I'm adaptable. I can hang out at the uh, the dirt track on the weekends, and then I'll go out and race the Porsche guys uh, the following week. Mm-hmm. I'm a businessman, but I enjoy 
meeting face-to-face with the guy who's buying the car just as much as I enjoy meeting face-to-face with the CEO of, a, of an automaker. There you go. Um, so it's the adaptability of the McLaren 650S and how good it is once it gets going. Very nice. See, that's why I like to ask that question. It's it's really fun to learn about people's perception of themselves. A very nice answer. I love it. So, Michael, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsor. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries on a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology with reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart your vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultra-bright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It's easily rechargeable with a USB outlet, and you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, Michael, we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some really quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Go for it. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received? (laughs) Read the owner's manual. (laughs) How many times have I told my family members when they call me to ask a question, read the owner's manual? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there's there's an acronym, RTFM, but we're just going to say it, read the owner's manual. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, family-friendly show here. So would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years? Yeah, I'm a type A personality, and uh, every Monday morning, I start a list of what I want to get accomplished during the week, Mm. and uh, I start that list by looking back at the previous week's list and say, oh, I forgot to do that. Let's -hmm. let's follow up on that person, and uh, it starts with a, a new list every Monday, and just writing things down, and there's a sense of accomplishment. By the time you get to Friday, you realize, hey, you know, I've got, don't expect to finish the list. Yeah, but if you could cover seventy, eighty percent of it, you know, puts you in a good mood, and you can go into the weekend uh, focused and ready to start the next week. Absolutely, I'm a list guy too. I love crossing off those things. Ah, one down, next one to go. Exactly. Do you have a resource that you think our cars yeah listeners would really enjoy? I'm going to skirt that a little bit, and I'm going to say resources. Okay. Plural. Awesome. And uh, my suggestion is for every car owner out there is to join a forum specific to the vehicle they're driving. Mm. If you've got a Volkswagen Golf, go join VW Vortex. If you've got a BMW, go join Beamerfest, because the fellow owners who are driving the same car you're driving can offer you know <laughs> unlimited advice yep. and uh, insight into the vehicle you're driving. So my suggestion is. If you're a car guy or a car girl, uh, go out and join a forum for the vehicle that you're driving. Great advice. I've learned more things from forums that I would have never learned. Uh, I was stuck on the side of the road once and uh, logged in real quick and got an answer to why my car wasn't running and got me back going. It was They're invaluable. They're really great. Better than AAA, right? Yeah, and you can meet some cool people. goes back to your handshake quote at the beginning of our talk right. today. So very cool. How about a book? I know there's a lot of great books out there, but is there one in particular you think that the Cars Yeah listeners would enjoy reading? 
there's a book by A.J. Bame, and it's called Go Like Hell. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> it focuses on the 1966 battle between Ford and Ferrari during uh, Le Mans when the uh, when you know obviously everyone knows the result. You know, Ford uh, won the race for the very first time. But it it's a great read. It's actually going to be turned into. I believe they're shooting a movie right now starring uh, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. Believe it or not. Wow. As the leading characters, but it's a great read it's not too long it's one of those books you'll pick up you're not going to want to put down um very very enjoyable yeah it is a great book i've had many guests recommend that book and i'll, I'll tell our listeners we have a a great spot on the cars yeah website under the resources tab guest recommended books so that book along with all the guest recommended books are listed there for an easy click through purchase and buy so remember you can find all these great resources michael shared with us today at cars slash michael harley you have any interesting hobbies outside of your passion for cars, Michael? I'd hope so. <laughs> uh, I really like mountain, mountain biking. Oh, cool. Um, really enjoy mountain biking. I'm in Southern California, and I can literally roll three feet out of my driveway, and I'm on a trail. Nice. Uh, I, also like, I also like traveling. I do a lot of traveling um, in the industry, you know, over to Europe at least five or six times a year. Um, but I also try to go over there just personal travel. I like to see... In addition to meeting new people, I like to see new places. And mm. I've probably been to, I think, 48 of the 50 states alone. Wow. And uh, it's just fascinating to see everybody's perspective. Yeah, fantastic. All right, we're up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, and you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars, so that little trick's off the table. But money's no object. Today I'm going to write the check. What would that one vehicle be and why? Uh, it is the number one vehicle on my bucket list, and I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world because uh, my bucket list, every single time I put cars in there, I get to drive them. Cool. And uh, it's the McLaren F1. Ah. And uh, that car, you know, 6.1 liter uh, BMW Source V12, six-speed manual gearbox, naturally aspirated, one of the first cars with active aero, one of the first cars with a full carbon fiber tub for consumer use. I just uh, masterfully engineered it's only going to go go up in value, so it's a great retirement. Sure. And uh, just, I mean, even from the fact it's got a three-passenger cabin with a driver in the middle. Yeah. And since you said uh, I don't have to pay for maintenance, I'd put in a McLaren F1 in my driveway. There you go. Yeah, I'll take care of that for you as well. Well, Michael, you've taken me on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories, and I want to thank you for sharing your journey with me and the Cars Yow listeners. Before we go, could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that McLaren F1? Yeah, I run into enthusiasts uh, every single day, and they're always asking me, you know, how do I get involved? What can I do? And they always think the automotive industry is very, very small. But in truth, there are tens of millions of people who are involved in the industry, and there are countless ways to get involved. There are people who design cars, engineer cars, manufacture marketing, sales, finance, their tuning companies, parts companies, racing, detailing companies. Um, my suggestion is if you want to get involved, uh, reach out. And uh, you know, there are a million different ways for an enthusiast to become part of the industry. And uh, it's a blast. And uh, you'll all of a sudden realize that there are a bunch of people just like you. Yes, great advice. When I started Cars yeah, a year ago now, I had many people say, well, gosh, you do five shows a week. Aren't you going to run out of people? <laughs> I said, never. <laughs> there are so Hardly, many right. people. Yeah, yeah. So great advice. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? 
Uh, you can either visit autoweb.com, which is www.autoweb.com, or you can send me an email at uh, editor at autoweb.com if you want to personally chat. There you go. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything Michael shared with us today at carsyat.com. Just put Michael in the search bar, and his show notes page with all these links will pop right up. Michael, thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your journey and experiences with our listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!